You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. J.J. Watt is done for the year. Let's spotlight his injury. Other significant aches and pains around the league with our injury analyst, Will Carroll, Media Relations Director for Motus Global. Well, thanks for taking the time. J.J. Watt's on his way to the Hall of Fame, but considering all the games he missed last year with the back injury, now he's done for this season. Is it fair to wonder about his football future? Yeah, it is. He'll come back from this just in the same way he came back from the back. But when you take a look at what he's done to his body, there's absolutely no question about the talent. There's no question that he'll be able to come back from this. Several players have. The question is overall about how, you know, to, to use a term uh, from, from Nick Caleb, it's, is he anti-fragile? You know, is he going to be durable? I believe health is a skill. And while you can't get used to these kind of car crash level hits that we have in the NFL, I do think some people can hold up to them better. Yeah, there's a survivor effect as you move from little league to high school to college to the pros, and the bigger, stronger, faster has an effect. Uh, There's obviously a wear down effect, an aging effect. But there are players out there, whether it's Watt, whether it's Gronkowski, whether it's Tyler Eifert, whose season is over. You just don't know whether or not the one skill they don't have is health. Will, when you look at a player like a Matthew Stafford, who's been pretty consistent in the sense of what he's been able to do for the team, I mean, now all of a sudden he gets injured. He doesn't get one injury. He gets an ankle and a hamstring. How does that happen, and and what's the uh, story on where he is right now? Well, usually that happens together because one of them happened, and he tried to play through it, had a compensation. Well, if, if you have a rock in one shoe, you often limp on the other side until you can get things fixed. And even the smallest compensation that your body makes unconsciously is going to have a real effect on you. So uh, in situations like this, you often see it from one side to the other. Uh, I can't remember uh, off the top of my head which is which for uh, Stafford, whether it's on the same side or whether one's uh, on the other. But you'll, you'll often see this. Uh, usually it's the ankle, and then they run a little bit different, and it, it, they overtax the hamstring. Uh, those kind of things are why the medical staff has such a hard time because they're saying, yeah, you want to go out there, but tell us, and we can fix this. You know, if he, if he hurt his ankle first, uh, I'm sure they, they, they taped it up, spatted that over the shoe, but if, uh, if they did tell him, uh, then it's one of those situations where you often see these kind of compensation injuries and why sometimes you have to take that extra week to get somebody back because you want to make sure – this kind of thing doesn't happen. Now, I mean, with this happening in the same game, obviously a different sort of situation. Uh, but because they tend to heal together, I don't think this is going to keep him out longer. It's not like one heals and then the other. Uh, they're just going to have to get his legs under him, literally. Injury analyst Will Carroll is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Will Odell Beckham Jr. tweeting from his hospital room, so we know he's had the ankle <laughs> procedure this week. What's the rehab going to be like? There's almost none, really. Uh, the question is whether there was any associated soft tissue damage. When you're talking about uh, a fibula, the, the smaller bone on the outside of your lower leg, it's just outside the shin, it's a bone, like any other bone. And bones heal. I don't mean to be flip about it, but it's simple. You know, we, if you haven't had a broken bone, you know somebody who's had a broken bone. You don't like, worry that little Timmy that fell off his skateboard, well, his arm's not going to heal. Of course it is. It's simple. You take an x-ray, it's broken, you make sure it's in place, and it heals up over time. There's not a lot we can do for it. Uh, you see use bone stimulators a lot. There was some talk about using uh, 
some drugs like you see for osteoporosis might heal up people. I know there was a quarterback last year uh, who had a broken leg and, and used some of these to hopefully speed the healing. Uh, didn't work. Uh, stupidly, he tried to deny it. But this is a situation where there's not a whole lot Beckham can do but wait for that bone to heal. And once it does, tends to be good. Now, what we're worried about is that syndesmotic ligament, what is sprained in a high ankle sprain. Uh, there is no actual anatomic high ankle. It's called the syndesmosis, where those two bones come together. And I am worried a little bit about that ligament. But it didn't need a surgical fix, so that's at least a good sign. Uh, the question is whether there's some laxity in there, both from this injury and from that previous injury in the preseason. If that, if that ligament isn't stable, he's going to have more problems, and that's a really tough one to brace for a guy that has to be fast. How about Brandon Marshall? Out for the year because of an ankle? Yeah, uh, again, this one, wow. you don't think of it being uh, out for the year, but if you have to go in there and take a, a ligament or a tendon, we're not sure exactly which, but there's a lot of soft things in there. And one of those breaks, I mean, I can't even sew up a hole in a sock. <laughs> uh, a surgeon is going to go in there and sew up a, a ligament or tendon, a piece of tissue. Now, think about this. Uh, you know, Next time you have a steak... Uh, before you cook it, cut it, and now stitch it back together. Because that's what the surgeon is really doing. Uh, putting, you know, that's muscle, but, you know, ligaments and tendons, you see those in, in your, your meats uh, all the time. So stitching those back together is, just, to me, absolutely astounding that they can even do this. But you can see why it's going to need extended periods of time to heal, because you've got to put it back together so that not only does it hold together, but it has the right tension and acts properly within that whole system, which is very, very complex. Well, that imagery is going to turn me into a vegan, and I do enjoy my steak. Let's move to New England. How concerned should the Patriots be about Tom Brady's injury? Non-throwing shoulder, but he dealt with this same kind of issue a year ago, correct? Yeah. The AC sprains, we see anytime you hear AC sprain or separations, essentially the same thing. So what you're looking at here is a pain tolerance issue for the most part. And you do have to worry about that because he's getting hit more this year than he has in the past. Uh, This isn't a problem if he's upright and no one hits him. Uh, It is a problem if somebody uh, hits him and he lands on that side or sticks his arm out. uh, It's going to hurt. And while you can shoot it up, you don't want to do that because it will alter his mechanics a little bit. Even though he throws with his right arm, just watch any quarterback throw. That left arm is involved in the process and getting the turn, uh, honestly, in balance. And if you tried to throw with one arm tied to you, it wouldn't go real well. So he would be able to play with this. But the more he's upright, uh, just like most things, the better he's going to be. Sam Bradford, he already had a bone bruise, uh, yeah. obviously because of what took place with his MCL tear uh, through over some time. Uh, give me your take on where he is right now, considering that there's no new injury. It's just the same thing again. Yeah, it, it's the same thing again. They thought they had it under control, and clearly it did not respond to the activity and to the contact he was taking. You, you have to wonder what they saw, medical staff in Minnesota. They saw something that made them think he could play. Uh, and I didn't really see any of that. He was uncomfortable. He wasn't moving real well, and he was quickly back on the sidelines, uh, both because he was hurt and because he was just downright ineffective. Uh, so they're going to have to figure out, you know, whatever we did before didn't work. So do they have to go all the way back to ground zero? Probably not. 
but they've got to get this under control and they've got to get his mobility. So they have to hope that whatever damage was done here, they say there's no new damage. But the old damage was pretty bad. He has no cushions. Uh, the, with the meniscus and the damage in there, the fact that the bones are coming together, grinding and pounding and causing bruising and, and little chips to come out, that's just bad. Uh, I don't know what their next step is going to be, and this may be extended uh, for Bradford, which raises the question, when is Teddy Bridgewater going to be ready? As bad as his injury was, uh, well, he wasn't ready in, in the preseason, uh, people I've talked to say he's getting really, really close. We've seen positive steps from him. Uh, so I'm curious, who's going to get back first? Who's going to be ready? Is it going to be Bridgewater or Bradford? And if so, that's going to make some offseason uh, decisions very, very easy for the Vikings. Well, it's a moot point, though. As you learn more about this program, Cordell has Case Keenum in the Hall of Fame. So everything's going to be just fine in Minnesota. Yeah, of course. I mean, honestly, Keenum is pretty much at this stage the perfect backup quarterback. He just there goes out there and wins. On good his way setup. to Canton, Ohio. That was, great, that was a great setup, Brian. I like how you set him up. That was good. He thought you was going another direction. Well, well okay, no, good we're, job. we're talking medical-related conversation. I got out the scalpel and was trying to carve you up. Last one for me. You alluded to Tyler Eifert. Back on the IR. Back surgery. As I look at the details on ProFootballTalk.com, he's been on the IR now three times in five years. Will, is it fair to wonder about what he's going to be able to achieve when he gets back from the latest issue? Well, let's address first whether or not he's going to get back from this latest issue. Three is kind of the, the unlucky number when it comes to back surgeries. We've seen this time again. J.J. Watt last year, two back surgeries. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, two back surgeries. Spinal, but different uh, in terms of uh, Peyton Manning. But he had two microdiscectomies, the same surgery all the others had. And then the third had to be a fusion. Now, a fusion, you actually take the disc out, you put titanium hardware in there, you make sure uh, everything's stable, but can you play football? You lose extension, you lose a lot from having had that surgery. Uh, And so I don't know whether Eifert or anybody is going to be able to come back from a lower back fusion. We certainly had questions about Peyton Manning, and while he certainly was successful, there were certainly physical limitations he had. Uh, So a lower back for a tight end. And we're seeing more and more of this. You notice Gronkowski, uh, J.J. Watt, there have been several other uh, defensive and tight ends. We're not really sure why they're getting this so much, but they are. Uh, We're seeing more and more of this. I think it's because they're bigger, stronger, faster, and these guys are getting popped up harder, uh, extending their backs. As uh, you know, If you're J.J. Watt, you're rushing in. If you're uh, Tyler Eifert or Gronkowski, you're rushing out. So this is a tough one. Until we see what Bob Watkins does inside his back, uh, I've got real questions about whether he's going to be able to come back at all. Once we do find out, I have questions uh, about how well he'll play once he does. Will, great information as always. We appreciate the visit. Thanks to your description of everything going on with the steak. I'll be having a salad tonight for dinner, and we'll chat with you next week on the NFL on Tune. <laughs> Sounds good, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.